Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobodies Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert or rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is an A-list talent assistant, expert advice giver, and newly minted podcast host. Starting this week, he's bringing all three of those attributes to a brand new weekly advice podcast called Dear Chelsea, which he co-hosts with his longtime boss and friend, Chelsea Handler. Every week, you can find him and Dear Chelsea on your favorite podcast platforms as he gives his all-too-honest opinions and incredible advice on love, family issues, money, drugs, and everything in between. This week, somebody is my friend and former coworker, Brandon Marlowe. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Walked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies, experts on nothing, opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Hi, Brandon. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Brandon. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been actually waiting for this opportunity for a very long time because I have a lot to say on Bryce's hair. Oh my God. Oh my God. Which has recently recently taken a course correction. I will say he did get a haircut (laughs) and it had, it has been enhanced. I think that there is still room to grow or not grow rather. Um, But it does look better. It looks less Lester than a Lester because it was very greasy. It was he reeled it in well. The haircut did him some good. And I have to say, neither of you, since I talk to you guys very regularly, neither of you gave enough attention on the fact that I did get a haircut and how good my hair looked after I got a haircut. That's because both of us have other things on our plate aside from monitoring monitoring your haircuts. Annie, I don't know. I... I have a lot of vested interest in his hair because I've been I've been giving him hair advice for years for a long and, time, and he rarely takes it. And right now, I understand that I look like um like a little Amish Annie because it's pulled back so tight. Amish but Annie, just, when my name is Annie on my own podcast, yeah. was ballsy. You know, I I too, truly did not put two and two together. I'm kidding. And, um, I just got back from the gym, so I'm very greasy. So this was the only option was. A I very like it. Flick pullback. Yeah. I yeah, like it. Looks it looks good, Brandon. Yeah. I mean, we can't, well, no one can see it because this is a podcast, but we can say that it looks really good. Well, for anyone wondering, it looks uh, slightly reminiscent of one of those coffee drinking aliens for Men in Black. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> I was going to say you're giving like a snatched Kim K lower bun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's a, that's a, a nice change. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Enough of this love fest. I was going to just try and bring you guys together. Now I don't even need to. I was going to say, yeah, Brandon, you, I know you guys have never met, but you both have a lot in common more than just your quick wit. Um, you're both from the Midwest and you've both been in very long-term relationships. So I wanted to ask you both, what do you think the secret is to a long lasting love? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that there is a common thread through all long relationships, whether it's with a friend, a boss, an intimate partner. It's just a level of commitment some people make. And there's also, I think, a commonality of most of those people feel inferior in some way if they quit. Like, I don't ever quit anything. So I will ride that out until I die. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, I mean, there are probably times the relationship should have wrapped up. Like I should have tapped out or he should have tapped out. But How long have you guys been together? 10 years. And so are you, Did because I remember when, were you guys technically in a domestic partnership? Because Annie, you always say that too. Like, are, is that is that what it is? Or do you, are you guys just still boyfriends? This is so like, it's so weird to say, but I, Goldie Hawn was on the show and I remember her talk on Chelsea show. And I remember her talking about how she liked that, like Kurt was still technically her boyfriend and they've been together for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I also, decades. like, I also think that that's kind of cute that there's still like an element of fun to it because he is my boyfriend. Like okay. I refer to him as my partner in certain settings, but I, I most commonly refer to him as my boyfriend. And after 10 years, like I still kind of like that part of it. Yeah, there's yeah. something very endearing and sweet about it. I agree. And I've as been committed with as it my is, boyfriend it's... for nine years, so I know the feeling. Okay, yeah, so you know. Yeah. But there's, there's also not the pressure in a gay relationship like there is a straight relationship to get married. So you can mm-hmm. get away with the title of boyfriend for much longer. I mean, gay guys have, have been doing it for decades. <laughs> yeah, true. We're given, we're given much more leeway in the relationship department. Also, there are a lot of awkward pauses in my conversation thus far. I'm very tired uh, oh because, my God. Of my, okay. because of my week's events. So I hope that you edit out some of these. Don't worry, pauses. Brandon. I edit everything. I, I don't mean, think clearly I host this podcast. So. At all. Yeah. And, well, including your Instagram photos, but we'll get that to that later. Your teeth <laughs> look very white. Thank you. Very white. Well, I was going to ask you this. Is, that was going to be my next question. Do you have, this is, Annie, every time I see Brandon, he's always like, what's going, the first question he asks me is, what's going on with your body? And I do yeah. have to say, you guys, it is, it's firming up. I mean, it's not, it's not looking as horrible. Is it firming as up because is. you're getting bigger and your skin's getting tighter? Or is it firming <laughs> up because you're losing weight? <laughs> Maybe both. I don't know, actually. Lift your, do lift you your shirt up for me. No, I'm not going to do that. I was, a, I was Rex, Just lift your shirt up. No one can I'm see it. Down. You've already down. called out the fact that it's a podcast. I'm down. Down. I would like to assess the situation. Okay, do a little side. Okay. See, it's still not great, but it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely firming up for what it was before. But it's you know, like, He stopped drinking a bottle of wine a night, which has helped yeah, significantly. That's big. Yeah, I don't have like excess persons, so that's important. I think so too. I agree with that. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we could. I'm glad we could could at least address that. (laughs) I call that a people puddle when there's just too much. On one oh my person. gosh! Now I'm, ner- now I'm nervous to ever stand up in front well, of Brandon. No. Annie, you are a cutie patootie, so you don't have to worry about oh, a thing. Bless your heart. Bryce is fair game because he asks for advice and then doesn't take it. I know that's 100%. true. I really do. I mean, I'm like I'm the worst person because I feel like I'm so open about getting like receiving advice. I'll take I'll take what people say, but then I never listen to. It. That's not, so not, true. Not one fucking thing that he has no. ever asked me. And he will come to me for solicited advice. So I'm not just offering this up. He used to come to my desk and he would stand there and he would run through the gambit of issues in his life. Like, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? And I would give him very direct protocols to follow, mm-hmm. to to enhance. You would also like follow there. up too. You'd like give me a Google Doc of stuff yes. like to do. Yes. Like his skin was an issue. His hair has been an ongoing issue for as long as I've known him. He just could never quite figure out what to do with it. And he's so handsome that I'm like, there, you have all the elements. You just need to rearrange the pieces. You know, I love this honesty so much. (laughs) This is everything. It's very true. I mean, I, I did, I will come, I come to both of you several times for advice. And it's just really funny that that's every day. 
I mean, it's really great. Um, so thank you both for that. Um, I mean, do you ever do you ever refuse to give him advice because he has the track record of not listening to it anyway? <laughs> um, no, because I'm probably also a glutton for punishment, so I just okay. like, keep going for it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I understand. Well, then this is a perfect dynamic for you guys. It seems like yeah, you've really, yeah. you've really hit your stride. Thank you. Okay. We well, enough about me, Brandon. This is you. <laughs> this is a somebody session and it's okay. you because we're the nobody. So, well, first of all, I do want to start your week. As you mentioned, has been awful. I want to know because you posted on your Instagram story that you legit got robbed. You're yes. I'm assuming not your house, but your, your, um, your storage your unit, person? right? No, my, well, my, Okay, my yeah, explain the story because well, first of all, before you start, I want to just say also that what freaked me out watching it was that you were like you were like feet away, inches away from your the robber, like you were like, yes, explain the story to us. I went to do a citizen's arrest. Okay, so my property was robbed, my garage is disconnected from my house, but it's within my gate, so you have to break into the property to get in. So then they broke into the gate. They came into the back of the property, then broke into the garage. Oh my God. And then hung out in there from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Smoking crack and eating cat food, probably. I don't know what they were up to. But we know that because we could see on the cameras. My house is like Fort Knox. There are cameras on every single corner. And they spray painted the two that face the alley. So again, we knew what time they came in. And then our garage door has an alarm that goes off if it's been opened and not shut within a certain amount of time because I'm notorious for leaving the garage door open. And so when we woke up at five, the garage door had already been open. So we knew like, oh, something's not right. And we ran out there. We could see because our garage has big windows like on the interior toward our house that the garage door was open. So we knew they took like $12,000 worth of stuff. And we're we're going through construction. So a lot of the shit is in the garage being stored because like they just finished renovating the living room. So all the AV equipment has to go in, but it was all in the garage for storage. So I knew immediately who fucking did it because we were robbed like a year and a half ago by one of our neighbors. So I literally just sprint down full steam ahead toward the neighbor's garage. And I mean, this was like the moment I've been training for. I've been doing sand sprints to get in shape because I'm going to Hawaii and you said you're like Jennifer Lopez in enough. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been training for this moment. I knew I knew we would be reconnected at some point because I see him boot scooting around town. And like every, anytime I see him, I'll say something. Is he goes by Guero, his name's Alex. And like if he walks by <laughs> red my flag, property, red flag. If, oh, totally. If he walks by the property, I'll open up the window. Like I will make myself present so he knows I've not forgotten. That scares the <laughs> shit out of me. And I like I would say, hey Guerrero, get the fuck out of here! Or I'll call the cops and tell them I see you peeping in windows. Like I would, like, <laughs> I just, I verbally assault him any chance I get. If As I saw you him, yes, of course. Like that's the the, the least that I could yeah. do for his behavior. And so I just run down there, and I he has a manual garage door, and I threw that thing open, and there he was, literally with my shit in his hand, and he immediately recoils. He's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm like, what? You are literally caught with my shit in your hand. What? Like, it was like a kid who had been caught masturbating. I mean, he was so appalled with his behavior. Oh, my God. And I just let him fucking have it. And I, I mean, he tried to flee into his house where he lives with his parents. 
I followed him into the house and was screaming at him, wake up, wake up. He stole my shit. Get out of bed. I mean, I was like, someone has to hold this fucking kid accountable. I say kid, he's probably 28. Oh my Lord. But then the whole day escalated. So I thought that this was going to be a quick resolve. I really did. Because the last time it happened, we got all of our shit back. He did go to jail, I think for like a few hours. And then I saw him toting around town in the afternoon. So I thought that this was, I thought that this was a minor annoyance. No one wants to wake up to this. I didn't have an inventory of what all he took. So I wasn't sure if I would get it all back, but he literally helped us carry it back to our garage. (laughs) So so he had robbed robbed us with a friend and he's like, you know, he has some of your stuff. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. So So he's an honest thief. (laughs) Totally. You know, like he has a moral compass come to find oh out. Oh my God. And so he said, I called my friend. He's going to bring it back. So I'm squatting down waiting for his friend. And he says, okay, he's here. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go get your stuff. So I get up and follow him around the corner, like a ninja, an apparition. He's gone. I'm like, what, what sort of parkour have you been getting up to that you can hop a fence or catapult up into a tree? I truly did not understand what had happened. And so then I'm running around looking for him. And this is like 5 a.m. Yes. Like a mother at Macy's looking for my lost child. I was (laughs) on Black Friday. Like I'm like, I had him like within my grasp. And so we called the cops. I'm literally looking at the security cameras as we speak. And I'm like, who's back there? I realize it's my boyfriend. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) so the cops show up, they don't do anything. Cause you know, Guero's now off grid. And the day goes by, I get a phone call from my boyfriend in the afternoon. He is in hysterics. We are bro- being broken into again. Not by no. the same guy. This is not a fucking joke. No, not by the same guy. I think they all work as a team. And so I'm assuming that Guero oh, called them. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, hey, there's shit to get there. They had bolt cutters and were cutting the fence to get in. No so my boyfriend, way. Yes. My boyfriend had to go and run them off. So then I'm at a meeting. I leave my meeting and I come home. I go to Guero's house to address it with his family. Like, hey, I know he's been here because the garage is locked. I went back. I was, I would do, I was doing my own personal follow You were so crazy. I, Bryce, I had lost my mind. I could not comprehend that the police were not going to do anything. And so his whole family comes out. They think it's a joke. They're sitting on the lawn chair with beers laughing about it. Oh, buy new stuff, buy new stuff. I'm like, that there's no empathy in the situation that yes, I can afford new stuff. That's not the issue. The issue is that we keep getting fucking robbed. And that also robs us of our security, not just our shit. Yeah. yeah so, it's an invasion of like everything. Right. And now this is the second time. Well, third time that it's happened. I do so, want to, I do want to point out though, that I feel like it was really nice of you. You put, you put out a nice PSA about how you called the cops and you were like, I feel very privileged to know that I'm calling the police and that there's not going to be an altercation between me and them. And I'm realizing my privilege. And I thought that was a really nice thing to do. I just want well, to point that out. To it's you. something that does need to be acknowledged because I can be a real mouthy motherfucker. If I get pulled over for a ticket, the first thing I say is do not speak to me. Here's my license. Hurry up. I'm in a rush. Like I have no time for this bullshit. They want like pleasantries. They want to chat. I'm like, no, no, no. Here's my information. Get the fucking ticket ready. I want to go. And oh shit. Um, <laughs> and I know that nothing's ever going to happen to me in one of those situations yeah. simply yeah. because of my skin color. And that's a terrible 
thing to realize that other people are not given that security for something they can't control. Right. And so I wanted to point that out because I knew by calling the police and I knew even if I was irritated when they got there, I would never be questioned about my involvement or mm -hmm. why I had gone to ap apprehend him or what I should have done differently. I knew inevitably they would be on my side. Yeah. Right. And so that's, not, that's not the case. And we all need to keep that conversation going because like our Brown brothers and sisters are not granted that luxury. Like they're, th that is not their experience. And that's not the way it should be when you're calling the people who are put in place to protect you. God, I mean, I, yeah, I am so sorry that that is like that. I is am now, too. That's awful. I know. Hold on. I have to take a sip of water because I'm hoarse. Oh yeah, please, please do. You better just, yeah, get hydrated, you know, and you're, you're. Why'd you're you have to say it like that, Bryce? I don't know. <laughs> you, as I mentioned, you're from the Midwest like us. When did you have dreams of working in Tinseltown and how did those dreams get realized, Brandon? Always. I always wanted to. I thought I, you know, one, like everyone in this town, I wanted to be an actor. And I didn't know that. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think that everyone who's here, I mean, I hard, did. <laughs> it's hard to not see it and internalize wanting to achieve that at a young age. When you're sat in front of the TV as your form of babysitting, you want to reenact that to some degree. And so, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I did all the school plays and everything when I was growing up and knew I wanted a fallback. So I went to college, I graduated because I was also realistic enough to know it doesn't happen for most people. And I didn't want to be playing Superman on Hollywood Boulevard. That was not in the cards for me. So, Oh my God. Annie, that may be in the cards for Bryce, but. <laughs> I know, trust be. me, I I'm sometimes like cruise down there looking for him. <laughs> He would love that attention. I really would. It would be he to would. get your picture taken like a thousand times a day. For people to be asking for photos with you, that would yes. make you so hard. Oh you would love god. that. Would just oh like, my god. I'd never be able to handle it. I'd um, have to cut you off and find a new co-host. He could do it from Hollywood Boulevard. He could do like a man on the street type thing. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, and I'll use my Superman voice. Um, okay, so but Brandon, <laughs> so Brandon, did you start? I know that you so you you started. Let me get, I might be wrong about this, but you started your career as an intern at Chelsea lately, right? Or was yeah, that? Okay. So, yeah. So I went to college. Okay. Then thinking I was going to be Jason Kennedy. Like I really wanted to host E! News or do something of the sort. And segue, I worked on E! News and it was a fucking miserable experience. And all those people. <laughs> Entertainment News sucks. They, they, I mean, those people fucking suck the energy out of a room. It is the most miserable experience. And they think that they are curing cancer. I'm like, this is the 17th day you're reporting on Amanda Bynes. <laughs> this is very low yeah, level. It's like, not great. Get out of here. Um, so my degree was in film and media studies. So I was primed to come work in entertainment to some degree. And I, there were two people I wanted to work for, Andy Cohen and Chelsea Handler. And so I created very specific portfolios for internships for them. And I sent one off to Andy People on his team were trying to get me allocated uh, as an intern to his show. But at the time, NBC didn't have an intern for Watch What Happens Live because it's such a small crew. And that would have been in New York too, right? Yeah. Okay. And I always say the ambitious gay goes to New York and the pretty gay goes to LA. <laughs> and I would have really rather ended up in New York, but <laughs> alas, here I am. So Chelsea's you're pretty. Oh, thank you, Annie. That wasn't me fishing for a compliment, but I will take it. Yes. Um, so Chelsea was coming to town and she was having a book signing. So I bought like six books 
because I knew I'm like, I'm going to need extra time with her to give her this resume. And so I walk up and there are all these fucking horrible women there. I mean, Scottsdale moms with bleached hair, it reached a spray tan. It was disgusting. Oh yeah, because you went to college in Scottsdale, right? Yeah, yeah. well, I went to ASU, which is ASU. in Tennessee. Okay, okay. And I'm standing there like shaking with my resume. I'm so nervous. And this woman is talking about like how she used to be best friends with Nikki Hilton. And the woman in front of me keeps calling Chelsea Chels, like their old friends. It was so gross. <laughs> and so the, one of the women was like, she's never going to look at that. Do you know how many of those she gets a day? Meanwhile, this fucking cunt, she, <laughs> she made a statue of chunk covered in 50 cent pieces it was, you know what? If actually, actually I that's have, pretty clever. That's not, have, that's not horrible. No, right, wait till you see it. I have the image if you would like to post it in relation to this episode. Please it's do. So Please. And then, yes, and, the, and the woman is in the photo, so you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. What I was up against in line. But meanwhile, <laughs> I was nervous, and I'm like, oh my god, they're right. Like she gets so many of these. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Why would someone say that to you in line? Like because those killer. fucking Shut bitches up. had nothing else to do but to yeah. bring down little old me. Oh God, I just, it literally gives me anxiety thinking about. So I did give it to her. I walked up and I said, Hey, I know you get a ton of this shit all day, but you won't meet a ton of people like me and I will do anything to work for you. Like whatever it takes. And when she's doing her book signings, she barely looks up. Like it's a glance. It's a very quick, Hey, on to the next. And not because she's not interactive. It's just, there's so many people. That's why I bought extra books. And she's like, okay, set it here. I'll look at it. And when I was leaving, I passed by this woman with the most beautiful hair, like long, curly, I mean, just like an herbal essence in person. You know what I mean? Yes. And I was like, I told her, I said, you have incredible hair. And she flipped it around and she's like, oh, thank you so much. And when she did, I saw in the back of her jacket, it said Chelsea Lately. So then I knew she was part of the team because it was like a team jacket from the show. But I didn't know that when I gave her that compliment. But then I double packed and I said, hey, I just gave her my resume. I would really like an internship. Do you work for her? And she said, yeah, I'm her assistant. It was Karen Wacker. Karen oh, Wacker yes. right now. And she's like, why don't you email me a PDF of it? She's never going to look at it on the road. We will lose it before we leave here. So I will wow. make sure she gets it. And two weeks later, I got a phone call offering me an internship. So... It's oh, so, the so stars, amazing. Like, perfectly I know how you yeah. manifested this is insane. It's really crazy because I also dated a guy who lived here when I wasn't living in LA. And all I wanted was to see her and go to her show. And he knew someone who worked on Chelsea lately. So he got me tickets, but we broke up before we could go. And then for years I couldn't watch her because it, it was it's too, it was, it was a pain. It was a pain point for me. And then when I finally like got back on board and watched the show and knew who I wanted to work for. Did you fart, Bryce? What was that? Yes, it was a firework. Can't you hear it? Aren't we like blocks away from each other, Brandon? I just got a look at the back of your head and I saw your bun. It looks nice. Thank you. I yep, tried. It's, in the, it's in the right position. Thank you. So, <laughs> so then it, it was just really strange how it all worked out. Like I was in the right place. I made myself present. And those little things, giving someone a compliment, like who knows what that would ever turn into. But when people ask, how do I how do I do what you do? Or how do I get my break? What, what advice do you have? You have to put yourself out there. That's what I tell everyone. Yeah. You're not, you have to cast a wide net, reach out to people on Facebook, you know, appropriately. That's what I did with Andy Cohen. I looked through his, the acknowledgements in his book and I highlighted any name of someone I could reach out to that was in the, I would like to preface that was not a family member. Like there are yeah. certain things that 
are not appropriate within the scope of work. And I would never want to make a family member feel uncomfortable. So anyone professionally, an agent, an assistant, a uh, book editor, anyone like that, I reached out to If they're on a part of a show. I think what you also did yeah. though, and I have to, you know, commend you for this as well. You were very specific about what you wanted. You cast a wide net, but you also were very specific about you wanted to work for Andy Cohen or you wanted to work for Chelsea. And I think that was really important. I've heard a lot of things that I, I feel like a lot of people manifest and get jobs that way because they are specific and they really like put all of their energy into getting this one specific thing. So I think mm-hmm. it's clearly, I mean, clearly it paid off for you, obviously. I know, isn't it fucking crazy? And now I'm, I, I, it's not lost on me. The fact that no. I went from a book signing, wanting an internship to becoming her assistant to co-hosting a podcast so with her and being able to call her a friend. Like, yeah. it's more like she's my sister and I can compartmentalize those things very well that I am her assistant. I'm on payroll. I have a job to do, but I love her and take care of her in a certain way. Like she's my family. <laughs> take care of her. And well, I'm, I come from an Italian family and I was raised by a mom with all sisters. So like I'm, I'm the trifecta. I'm gay, Italian and raised by a single mom. Like that makes the perfect assistant. I'm like a power yes. girl <laughs> in a certain form. Do you know what I mean? And and so I feel like I, she's been, cause I listened to the podcast she did about her book that you mm-hmm. were on. Yeah. And I feel like she's been very open about the fact that you do take care of her and like, she doesn't know how to function without you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is definitely more self-sufficient than she was. And she plays that up sometimes in the way that she does know how to do a lot more than she gives herself credit for. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is just the truth. Sometimes she's like, yeah. I, I don't know how to work technology. We were on vacation one time and I was so fucked up. I was, I was stoned out of my mind. And all I wanted was uh, to microwave some popcorn and I could not figure it out. I'm like near tears. I just wanted it so bad. Oh. This microwave was- There's spaced. a button I, that says popcorn on it. I've, Bryce, not in the home they're standing story? in, Bryce. Oh my God. Okay, so I cannot figure out. This, this, this did not have a push button on the front to open it. It was like, I could tell it was a microwave. But there was no indication on how the fucking to use it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting so worked up. And she just comes over. I'm not kidding you. Like, so intuitively, like, just kind of motions the top and it pops open. And you can see all the buttons. I'm like, what? You, you don't know how to use your car that you've had for 10 years. How the fuck did you just figure this out? So she does know how to do a lot more than she lets off. Yeah. I know what kind of microwave you're talking about too, because my sister has one and I literally just walked up to it and like stared at it until (laughs) someone came and did it for me. (laughs) You don't make any sense. I do want to move into the podcast because as you mentioned, you, uh, you and Chelsea both launched a new podcast called dear Chelsea, a weekly advice show where you're going to talk, talk and give other people advice about love, sex, family, drama, weed, et cetera. So I want to know, like, how did this project come about? I know you were on, so you were also a contributor to her podcast life will be the death of me in 2019, yeah. which she did in, to coincide with her book. You were also on that. Did that sort of like lead into this or like, cause now you're like a full blown co-host. Yeah. So like. on, on life will be the death of me. I was just wrangled in last minute. Yeah. So I always knew I'd be producing to some degree. Kelsey is so good when she has someone to like feed off of, like that's where she's just thrives. Unbelievably. So, for that podcast, we guests were in place. So that was supposed to be the dynamic that she would have someone to dialogue with as a guest. And right before she left for the first episode, she said, I need you to come with me. 
And I thought that was just to be in studio to take notes or to find information as she's referencing things. And we sat down, she goes, oh no, no, you're gonna be on this. And so then I didn't know if I was just gonna be on the first episode. I didn't know what I'd be doing. I didn't know how I was Yeah, how do you prepare? You can't prepare at all. Not, I would I be a mess. Prepared. I would I be oh, you would be a wreck, Bryce. I, I used to take notes out. at Chelsea, like just like, like, okay, what am I gonna do? Cause no one would tell me anything and it would drive me nuts. Anyway. But okay, so then this is another point though. Someone gave me this advice one time and it's still something that I try and follow and I give other people is you never say no to an opportunity. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid. It doesn't matter if you are ill-prepared. You fucking do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a really good it, point. it shows people so much just the fact that you're willing to say yes. And people, there's, there is a certain type of person in LA that once they achieve either the social circle that they want, the work ambition fades away because now they're in cahoots with the people who they really just wanted to hang out with anyway. So yeah, they don't care right. about the job um, or people who feel above doing certain work. I still pick up dog shit. Like I don't care <laughs> if I get paid well, like that's all I care about. Literally the only thing I care about is making money. So I'm willing to do anything. I will make a deal with the devil. If he is available right now, <laughs> out for life. I would like, I would like to preserve, like I've been embalmed and just have a lot of, money. <laughs> um, Anyway, so yeah, she just wrangled me in and we sat down and got through the first episode and I think it went well enough. I don't remember. It must have. She out? said, she said, okay, well, we're going to be doing this every week. Like you're going to be my unofficial co-host. And we had such a good time doing it that I don't think it was an intention for her to bring me on to the next one because it was two years between the podcasts. Yeah. So between Life Will Be the Death of Me uh, on iHeartRadio yeah. um, and Dear Chelsea, which just premiered uh, on Thursday, so last Thursday, May 6th. But we have a really good time together. And when you have a close relationship, you often want the opinion of that person, whether it is about a relationship or work or what have you. And if you feel like they're giving sound advice, there's really no better relationship because you know people are looking out for your best interest when maybe you can't see it yourself and so we've both given each other advice over the years and i've had to talk her down from things and she's had to talk me down from things and we've had to put things into perspective when we know that we're seeing things through a very specific you know filter basically mm -hmm. that we're too yeah. close to it and then, you know, she's had issues with friends and she's asked me for me adv my advice on how to help them or her friends have asked me because, you know, she said, oh, Brandon will have a good uh, take. Yeah, on and, you guys, and, and that's what I also wanted to kind of ask. Like, do you feel like because I I knowing both of you kind of feel like you both have you both would have similar advice maybe to give to to somebody like if i came to both of you you probably would you would be in agreement and so i'm wondering maybe am i off base with that i want to know like if when someone on the show gives do you guys normally agree or do you normally have different opinions or does it just really depend well it depends because the people who have been writing in have serious issues like this is not people are taking it very seriously wow. we've had people crying don't get me wrong we've had some wow. fun very light submissions that are you know quick and easy wrap ups. But then we have others who really feel like the people around them can't see clearly enough to guide them. And some people just want you to co-sign on their decision. They know what they want to do, but they want someone else outside of their bubble 
to mm-hmm. say, yes, you're making the right choice. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times our, our feedback does overlap, but there are times where because our life experiences are so different, we have very different viewpoints on how to handle something. Natural, and it's not that yeah. either one of us are wrong. It's just that that's what I love about it. And I think that's what she likes about it. That yeah. both, it's, it's all very sound advice. I think it's very valuable to have different opinions and getting the perspective when people have are on op, not necessarily opposite, but just, you know, like Bryce and I have differing opinions, mainly based on our own life experiences. And I think having conversations about those things is good, not just for the listener, but for you. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There is healthy dialogue to be had, mm-hmm. even if you are, conflicting in your opinions. Yeah, like that, I agree. Like people, people need more of that though. They need to be able to have conversations about things that they don't agree on because you can almost always find common ground. So even when we're giving advice to someone that we feel differently on what they should do, normally there's still a piece of it that we both agree on. Well, and that so. is so important too, because to your point, like those conversations need to happen because right now the world is so divided on everything. Yeah, totally. Like it's so, and it's so difficult to be able to come together and have a respectful conversation where maybe you don't agree in the end, but you can walk away and be like, okay, I get why they feel that way. And I think like the more we can see other people having conversations like that, the more valuable it is for us to be like, well, they did it. So I can do that. Growth cannot come unless you have the complicated conversations. Like if exactly. you're never, if you're never challenged, you will stay stagnant. Yes. So whether that's advice or just a general conversation at happy hour, if everything has to be very surface level, that's where the relationship will stay. And some people, especially around LA, they want that. They don't want a real connection. Yeah, they, they real want advice. it all surface. They basically just want you around to shoot the shit with. I'm and those people's worst nightmare. I, I'm those people's dream come you, true. Literally. Oh okay, well, God. Brandon, since you're giving advice on your podcast, we actually asked some of our listeners if they if they could answer or to answer, they could ask some questions to you. They're going to be anonymous. Okay. But uh, if you can do your best to give these some of these people advice. Okay. Yes. So we just have a few of them, but the first I, one I, is- I love this, actually. Yes. I know. I know. We want to see it. We want to see it in action. Like yes, and I tried to pick like far cat reaching questions. Okay. So it's all over the board. Um. So what is the best way to weed out weirdos on a dating app? Well, I think that a lot of times people do not create a profile that is very representative of who they really are because it's all contrived. So mm-hmm. I think a conversation, like a thorough conversation, like ask in depth questions, make them respond thoroughly, not hi, how are you? You know, hold a conversation, but to a certain point, because if the conversation is going well, what I've heard, I'm not on a dating app and I never have been. So, mm-hmm. but from what I hear, there's just prolonged conversations for like days. You'd be talking to people. If the conversation is going well and they are able to respond thoughtfully, set a fucking date, like the first day say, Hey, like really enjoy talking. I'm available this week at these times. Do you want to grab a drink? Do not let it go on. There's too much stimuli on those apps. Their attention is going to be grabbed. You need to set something up. Well, that's what I try I to do, it. but then they stop responding after that. When you try and set something up, then Bryce yeah. is very telling about you. <laughs> All right, continue. Next question. 
Okay, what is the best way to deal with a family member that has opposite political views from you and always gets political? This is good. Um, I think there there has to be a certain level of acceptance going into these interactions, knowing that your opinions do vary. So you have to remove your emotion from it because you're going to get worked up. Well, depending on what side you are on. If you're on the right, then I don't give a fuck to what you say. Like, you're, you're, you're on your own. If you're on the left and you care about civil issues, then I would just say... It's important to establish a healthy dialogue about these things. And you need to come in with source information because Mm -hmm. people like to argue and you can't argue facts. You can argue feelings, you can argue experience, but coming in or sending your family information that you have online that you can reference. If they bring something up that you don't agree with, send them something, try to help them understand. Arguing will get you nowhere, but providing information for them to review on their own that's how you can change someone's opinion Mm -hmm. that's good i like it um what is the classiest way to uninvite someone from your wedding (laughs) this is a this is going to be a tricky one but i think it well it also depends on the circumstance me i would just say hey we're maxed out like we're going to do a get together at another time but like we don't have room we overestimated our capacity and our bandwidth. That's good, actually. Yeah, bandwidth is great. Really That's that. a really good one. Yeah. Like I, I, I think that people pussyfoot around things too much, and anyone who loves you is going to understand. So unless you know, I would prioritize your family members. Unless your family members suck, then you know you need to have a separate gathering for them. But if it's a friend, no one should be offended. Do you know how many of my friends' weddings I was not even invited to? Yeah. Like I, I get it. There's, there's a list. Yeah. In, and sometimes other people take priority. You just have to accept that. And don't make it about yourself either. Like, mm-hmm. this is already a stressful time. Thank for you. Getting That's married. a very, it's great. Yeah. Like, I was, when I was ever, in- Brandon, I mean, like, really ever, don't ever make it about you. It's not about you. People Someone are so self-obsessed, Bryce. People Bryce, do not I need understand. You to make that your mirror message. Thank you. I need you to write, Bryce, it's not about you on your mirror <laughs> for your daily reminder. Fine. I know, okay, I know it's hard it, because it. people are so, like, self-centric. Especially with social media. I mean, you're constantly like trying to cultivate who you are. But yeah, newsflash, like everything is not fucking about you. Sometimes people just can't make things work. They're not canceling dinner because they don't want to hang out. They're canceling dinner because they're fucking tired, okay? Right. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, tired. Oh, my voice. Everyone's tired. Um, okay, this person said, I think I've met the one, but I absolutely hate his family. What do I do? Okay, so... This one is, gives me just like palm so sweats. Good. I why do you have this, Annie? No, oh my god, no, 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 not not even remotely close. But I just cannot imagine being in that situation. Like, yeah, that would be so sucky. Okay, there are a couple of things I need to say here. One, I did not have the best relationship with my partner's family going into it. We just came from very different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and so we limited our time together. But as the relationship went on, we found commonality. Like we found things that we could enjoy doing together. And Mm -hmm. if you go into something with that mindset that you're going to find something you like about each one of these people and prioritize that in conversation or an interaction, it's going to make it much more enjoyable for all of you. Mm -hmm. Set time limits for things. That's something that we've implemented because we can get stuck somewhere for fucking eight hours and I got shit to do. Also, you set certain expectations with these things, but also don't be a cunt. You know, like, right. Th- I, there may be things about you that they don't like. So you just do your best 
to limit the interactions, to go into it positively. Oh, also take an edible. So anytime I have to interact <laughs> with some members of my partner's I family, that. I will take mushrooms before I go. He, he okay, knows. Honestly, he will, brilliant. He will have them on the counter waiting for me. And it makes everything better. He will say, okay, we're going to meet so-and-so. I'm not going to specify who. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to meet so-and-so. You need to take this before we go. Brilliant. Oh, I will. It's so nice. Like I'm just so much more loving when I'm on that. I'm yeah. so much more accepting of the situation. Half the time I forget that I'm there. We were at dinner one night and I just stared at my plate for about 40 minutes and just looked up and laughed. I like, I could not tell Maybe you how long. ecstasy next time. That might really no. make you happy. Listen, I did Molly one time. It was the first gay warehouse party I ever went to. And <laughs> everyone, you know, it's supposed to make you very touchy and feely. Everyone, oh, you know, no. so it had the exact opposite effect on me. I was highly <laughs> agitated and everyone like grabbed my ass and my dick. I literally looked at one guy, I go, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm not feeling whatever you guys are feeling. So it smells like taco seasoning. You all have BO. I don't know if you're aware, but stop fucking touching me. Like we're in line to go to the bathroom and then some guy walks up and actually this was my introduction to mushrooms because some guy walks up and he like his demeanor was just totally different than everyone on Molly. And I go, Hey, what are you on? Do you have any more? And he was like, Oh, I took some mushrooms. I go, yeah, yeah. I need those. He goes, you're going to take drugs from a stranger? I was like, I would literally eat a Skittle off Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Your drugs are the least of my worries. I need something to get through this night. I can't oh fucking be God. here. And there's no there's no words during the music at these fucking warehouse parties. There are like rooms for people to fuck. It's disgusting. So oh, then you just hear like, and I'm like, where's Whitney Houston? Like, today's love Whitney Houston. Why aren't you giving them anything to sing along to? This is why This is why they're all so drugged out because- there's nothing keeping their attention. Oh my god! I will oh. never forget. It smells like taco seasoning in here. I mean, it was, Annie. It was so pungent. It was overwhelming. I walked in and immediately it was a smack in the face. The bo, and they're, oh. all, they're all just like all over each other too. And it's people like they don't know. Like I will never forget the visual of seeing a guy like licking someone else's armpit. And that's when I knew. I go. I can't be gay. Oh. I, I have to get out of this lifestyle. It's it's too much. Oh my god! What is your? I'm going to introduce Bryce to the warehouse party as soon as the. (laughs) We're going to find. Can I come? Oh, Annie! Yes, yes. Okay, I want to come just so I can watch Bryce lick someone's armpit. (laughs) I'm. I'm just gonna. Bryce is gonna thrive in that environment. I honestly kind of agree. Thank you guys. And I don't mean just for the record. I don't mean because I think Bryce is gay. I just think that I just think that no, Bryce like on drugs. Well. Yes, he like does well in those moments because yeah. God, when thank he you, guys. you know what, under though? the influence of something, he like fully immerses himself into that moment. Yeah, sometimes too much. So actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I remember <laughs> yeah. a holiday party where he, oh, God. Well, I'm not he, he had a wandering eye. Like one was looking at me, and the other was. This was like, not good. Like that's when I woke up with a spider bite as big as my as big as my and hand. he could not he could not speak he was like the intent to speak was there and his lips were moving but there was nothing really happening yeah. there was nothing put together and he was very loving I remember that I remember him okay. falling asleep outside. Um, on a patio where our holiday party was taking place. Yeah. Is there any more advice, Annie? There's one more actually. Yeah. And this, it like really came together well after that conversation. So uh, what is the best way to come out to your family? If you don't know if they'll be supportive. 
Okay, this is very simple. You need to make sure you have a place I didn't to go. ask this, by the way. <laughs> well, Bryce, that's a whole, that's a part two. <laughs> you come um, back. You'll be our advice consultant. You need, yes. you need, okay, this is a very serious one though. Yeah, yeah You need is. to make sure you have a safe place to go because if you don't know what sort of response you're going to get, the worst thing for you will be telling them your truth and then being put on the defense and trying to pick the pieces up. So you need to have a game plan in place. We always hope that it goes well and that you'll be accepted and well-received. But if it doesn't, you need to have a friend there. You need to have an extended family member somewhere where you know, like, hey, I'm doing it at this time. I will check mm -hmm. in with you at this time to let you know how it's gone. Hopefully it's gone well. If not, I need, I need a place to go. Like there, there are certain aspects that people forget about in the LGBTQIA plus community. And like it is, you are fearful to some degree. Are you in school? Are your parents going to continue paying for your school? Are you going to be cut off? What sort of repercussions are you going to have? And a lot of people sadly have very severe repercussions where they are disconnected from everyone in their family. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay, but that is something that you have to deal with. Need so an ally. You, you need, you just need options. Mm -hmm. That's awesome advice. Yeah. Cause when I got really that, I, I mean, obviously I have no idea where to even begin you with know, that. It's, it's like a fire plan that you keep in your house and you know, your exit An strategy. Earthquake hit. Yeah. You just, you just know it may never be needed, but it is still a good option to have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I so, think that's awesome advice. That whoever, was all about who, whoever, whoever that is, since we don't know, I hope that goes well. And I hope you follow up and let Annie and Bryce know how it goes. Yeah. And please if do. you need a safe space, I am here for you. Yeah. Exactly. And there's, so, and there's so many resources out there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something else. If you, if you don't have someone in your immediate reach that you can lean on when you are trying to come out, uh, there are so many resources available online now. Cindy Lauper has one. Miley Cyrus has one. Um, the LGBT Center, if you're local. Like, you know, just see what available options, what the available options are to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Well, Brandon, I'm sorry that we have to, like, I feel like I'm rapid firing questions at you, but we are moving on to our special segment. Since Annie and I really love our moms, we thought it'd be fun to ask one of them to submit a question to ask our somebody in a special segment we call the mom question. Absolutely. This week's mom question comes from my mom, Jane, who you've, whom you've met at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. uh, she wants to know, she says hi, by the way, and she says she wants to know, she has a couple of questions. One, what has been the biggest surprise for you working for Chelsea? I know mine. Um... This is such a good question. And my immediate response is how generous she is, but not just about her, about how frugal and stingy other celebrities are. Oh, that's a good, that's good. So I, because I have a lot of friends who are assistants, I've, I've just witnessed the way that a lot of other celebrities interact with people and handle certain situations. Um, and I could not do this job for anyone else because like even on the most stressful days, I see what she does for people and doesn't put her name on it. doesn't expect any sort of acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Like she's paid for countless people's healthcare that no one knows about. Yeah. Like there, there are just certain things that there's a certain way she operates mm -hmm. and it's for people. Like she's a single woman. She doesn't have to do any of this. She has no requirement to help people fulfill their dreams, like she's done with me, to help people stay healthy, like she's gotten people hypnotists to help them stop smoking, to help people stay safe. She's paid for people's mortgages. Like there, there's just a certain way that she operates mm -hmm. that 
I couldn't have asked for a better boss in that way, that she is truly selfless. And I'm not just saying this, like I'm not tooting her horn, but I just know a lot of other people who have the means and refuse to do it, that that is not a priority for them. And I've never had to ask for a bonus. I've never had to ask for a raise. All of those things she has done preemptively. Yeah. And that's really cool. So it's more of a broad scope that surprised me just in the industry that I know that that's mm-hmm. not the case for everyone, sadly. And like, I just feel very fortunate in that way that yeah. I know I'm valued that the day I go to her and I say, I don't want to be an assistant anymore. She'll say, what do you want to do? I'll help you do it. Yeah. Don't think that I didn't see an associate producer title on Chelsea Handler evolution. Don't yeah, think I didn't but, see that. But again, that was a very natural thing. So I, I know. Congratulations. That's huge. I, I, I asked for that. And that, that's also something like you have to ask for things you want. So I'd done all this work on it and I had gone to dates with her. I'd given notes on her standup. You know, I was part of that experience from start Guys, to finish. Guys, this is her, just so everyone, this is her HBO Max special called Chelsea Handler Evolution that everyone should go watch if you haven't and seen it. It really is incredible because you realize that standup doesn't have to be one thing anymore. Like standup can have a message. You can laugh your ass off and still feel something. And that's what she does in this. She tells a story. It's not punchline yeah, joke, 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 joke. I would just, I would just piggyback off that. Yours is way better than mine, obviously. But I was just going to say that she's exactly who she is. Like she's okay, not, yeah. she's like from walking on to the stage to do the show to walking off of the stage. Like there's not a light switch that some people, ha- some people have that. There's a lot of people that do in this town. Like some people are like aren't as authentic as she is. And like they always, people always say, don't meet your heroes, but they have really, I mean, I say this all the time, but they've never met her. Like they really have. And it's funny that you say that because I'll never, I, again, I'll never forget my first day at Chelsea lately because I'm from the Midwest. I'm a hugger. Like I'm very, I'm very personable. And, and she was not, I remember getting on the elevator with her and she was on her phone. Like she was just very focused and our interactions were not how, how I would have handled them because again, our life experiences are different. But it is the thing that I have valued the most about her, that she is exactly what you see and that there's no facade. There's no fake interactions. Like she was busy and like she knew she had to go do the show. She wasn't paying attention. And it wasn't about me. Yeah. And as soon as like we had those moments, I knew that they were real. Whereas some people you meet, you're just like, they're never going to remember who the fuck I am. They don't actually give mm-hmm. a shit. And not that you, not that you really care that deeply, but I, I've worked for other people where that was not the case. Like they have a persona of being very nice and happy go lucky on camera behind, you know. behind closed doors. They're fucking miserable human beings. Mm-hmm. I and mean, so, just to give, just to give people just a little bit of a context, like I, it's not about me, but I'm going to talk about me because I'm an artist. But I, when I first <laughs> met Chelsea, she walked in the door of her own production office and goes, hi, I'm Chelsea. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. I love, I love, I love that. But that really is how that really is how she like, is. It's just so genuine. It's like, are you serious? You're literally saying, "Hi, I'm Chelsea. Like, nice to meet you." Like, of course I fucking know. Like, I'm literally staring <laughs> at your. My name is on your. Or your name is on my. Like, I don't know. My name tag. Like, I don't know. Well, at this point, I think you may have it tattooed on you. You love I know, her. I a lot. should. I should get it. I know. I that should be up. your first tattoo. Yeah. Okay, Brandon. Really quick, my mom just yeah. also wanted to know what is your favorite. Uh, what is your favorite subject to give advice on? 
I love anything work related probably because I feel like I'm in a very unique position. Mm -hmm. I love anything like an inter inter office romance. Like that really excites me. I would, yeah, love, yeah, totally hear, both. I would love to hear about that. Um, anything like a, bo a boss altercation or like growth at work again, because I feel like sometimes you have to ask for what you want. If you want to raise, you have to ask for it. People aren't going to know that you want that or that that's something on your mind. Um, if it's an altercation. Well, no one's going to give away money. Right. Sometimes, for Chelsea, I mean, apparently. Luckily for me. Like, she like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I know, that, again, I know that's not the case for everyone. And right. so asking for what you want and putting in the work, like, you know, that's half yeah, of it. So that's huge. What well, was the question, Bryce? I've really just, lost what was your, Yeah, no, just your, favorite, just your favorite, just your favorite subject. You answered it. We're almost okay. done. Yeah. All right. So to end our somebody sessions, Brandon, we like to ask everyone the same three questions. So are you ready, yeah. Annie? Will you please do the honors? They're pretty yeah. rapid fire. So they're you don't have to. Yeah, they're quick. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite type of hard seltzer? What the fuck is a seltzer? Like a, like a, <laughs> like a white know, I'm going to, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not fucking drinking any of that shit. That's too much sugar in that. Um, <laughs> a, my favorite is can. It's a cannabis infused oh. seltzer. It's incredible. They come in like 2.5 or 5. They are enough for the person who wants to know how to deal with your fucking family members. Take a can, drink a can before you go somewhere. You won't feel out of sorts. You'll still be fully coherent. You can have a conversation. You just will be a lot looser. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Where do you I find know. those? It's the best. Any dispensary, really. It's okay. Drinking your cannabis is the best. Okay. I need to try that. Yeah, I've never done I that. Me too. Um, I think I have some extra. I'll bring it to you. Okay. Amazing. I'll come off for you and Bryce. Thank you. Sure. Um, okay. The next question is What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Um, it was Bob Reed. He <laughs> was a talent booker. No he, I, I mean, Bob, Bob. Reed, Bob Reed fucking hated me. But uh, on my first no, day, he Chelsea, didn't. he did. He I used to work with Bob at the Kelly. Annie, Again, this isn't Bob. fucking about you, Bryce. I'm just trying I to give Annie let... some contact. But uh, anyway, so he, on my first day of Chelsea lately, he said, never take a photo with a celebrity. It makes you look like an amateur. And I've stuck to that. I've never asked for one. Even when we are at dinner or some like, in a friendly situation, I won't do it. Wow. Because it just doesn't feel authentic. I, mean, I love I think, that. I think you can, like loosen the, loosen the purse strings a little bit there. Like, you can yeah, yeah I mean, photo. yeah, it's there. I've had Bob Reed was like good trying to like scare the shit out of you as a little, but, but again, it just puts it into a clear perspective of like, you're here to do a job. Yeah. And that, and so that it set me on that path to, do my job as completely as possible and not get lost in, I don't know if I'm using this word right, but like the Mishigas of Hollywood. I don't I know what that I did, I did just find out that I am right. Jewish from my uh, 23andMe. So I need to brush up on my Yiddish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How like what percentage? Um, I don't know. We just found out because, well, my mom's adopted and we found her birth family. Come to find out my grandmother on the right side, because it has to be your mom's side, was Jewish. Yeah. So, wow, I've had 23 and me, but it was like 3%. Shabbat I would like shalom. to get that Jewish money. I would like for that. Top, I mean, Mazatov, yeah. Mazatov. Uh, okay, wait, we have one more question. Okay, okay, okay. What, what do you believe that you are an expert of? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> this always gets people. Yeah. I'm an expert in taking care of people. Like that's something oh. I don't, I don't have a talent or a skill, but I can take Shut care up, of people. Brandon. No, like You're I can't. Very good at I, your I'm job. Not say, I'm not saying this to like be woe is me. 
I like I can't play the piano. I would love to play play the piano. I love to sing. Like I can hold a tune, but I can't, I'm not like going on the voice. The one thing I know how to do is take care of people, and I am good at making people feel special and seen. And I think that that's something that not a lot of people do. Like I will take notes on people at dinner mm-hmm. if I hear them mention something that they like. If if something happened, I'll put it on my calendar so I know to go back to it. Like there are things that other people are. It's kind of lost on them, and that's. Mm-hmm. My expertise is making people feel seen. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's incredible and not enough people do that. Bryce and I have a friend, Steph, who is so good at that. And I wish every time she does something for me like that, I'm like, God, I need to be better about that. Because there are little things that you can do though. Like it it's not Brandon, you actually know Steph because she used to work at Toby Tobin. She used to be her. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, shout out to Toby Tobin, the best fucking chocolate in the world. And candles. Oh yeah, right. Oh. Well, I can't eat a candle, so that's not my okay. priority. Touche, but I will just sniff but it all day long. Rocky, they have a Rocky Road chocolate right now that is fucking incredible. Well, Brandon, I will. I will say you've 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 given Chelsea a lot of love, which which is deserved. But I do. I, I love say, her. Well, but I will say that you are very lucky to have her, but she's very lucky to have you. You're very oh, very good you. at your job, and you do you work hard as shit and you should know that. So thank you. Brian. With that and Brandon, by the way, just so you know, I mean, I know that your podcast says that the description of the podcast says you'll be having celebrity friends as well as experts in all kinds of fields. So yes, Brandon, I will be a guest on your show. My calendar's wide open. So just, you know, tell me when you guys were great. Thank you so much for being here. Just let me compliment you guys. This was really well organized. It was a great conversation. Thank you. Some podcasts that I listen to, I listen to about 35 seconds of them because I'm immediately <laughs> bored. Uh, but this is really good, you guys. I'm glad we could keep capturing you. your attention because it's hard. I I mean, sometimes this is have- all Bryce, by the way. All I do is show up. Quiet. So. Annie, that's the exact position I would like to have. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Brandon. You can and should follow him on Instagram at It's Brandon Marlowe. And please follow his show's Instagram at Dear Chelsea Podcast for show info and updates. If you would like to submit to Brandon and Chelsea's podcast for a chance to receive their honest advice on whatever is darkening your door, you can email DearChelseaProject at gmail.com. The premiere episode of Dear Chelsea is out now, so go fucking listen. All right, guys. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do so at Nobody's Pod at Annie underscore Wilkin at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. You can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And if you are listening on Apple iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.